0: Mogu Motivation, educating and empowering entrepreneurs one week at a time, presented by True Stories Media, and I am your host, Antoine Twiz Taylor. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mogu Motivation. Welcome back. I'm happy that you are here. If this is your first time listening, this podcast is for the aspiring entrepreneur who is trying to get over that hump and make things happen. This podcast is for anybody who has a dream that wants to aspire higher and accomplish that dream. This week's Monday conversation, I'm sitting down with Kashira. She is the owner of Life of a Bombshell Cosmetics. She is the creator of the Hustle Her Way Summit, as well as the owner of the KSM Group. Kashira, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. So, Kashira, I just basically gave the audience a sneak peek of everything that you do, um, your entire resume. But if you can, can you tell us about your background and how did you get to the point where you are now as an entrepreneur?
1: Awesome. So my entrepreneurial journey actually began in undergrad. Um, I was doing some freelance work um, around resume writing and interview prep and writing LinkedIn profiles and at that time I was actually doing it for free it was just a resume builder just something to do and I was the person everyone would come to for advice on those things because one during my junior and senior years of college I actually worked at our college career center um, which was a blessing in itself and I was studying business and I had an opportunity to take part in a lot of career development programs leadership development conferences and things Like that. So I had a wealth of knowledge that I didn't really understand the value of at that time, but I knew I could help other people by passing it on. So I graduated and moved on to start a career in human resources. So I was doing training and recruitment all of that great stuff so then naturally I still became the person that people called um, when they needed help finding a new job and a lot of people that I knew from school took jobs just to kind of say they had a job you know to support themselves kind of get out of their parents house but people weren't really happy and they weren't fulfilled so they would call and say hey I'm ready to move on I have an idea of what I want to do but I don't know how to get there I haven't been working very long I don't have A lot of skills just yet. how do I brand myself to move along? And at that point in time, LinkedIn was still a hot tool. And it was a really good tool for job job seekers because of the branding component, the networking component, all of that amazing stuff. So I was writing resumes and teaching people how to use LinkedIn. And at that time, I would actually include a one-hour coaching call Mm with my packages, but... I would coach you on how to use LinkedIn the right way and how to really network and build relationships. So I decided to work with a peer and throw up a website um, that had a little rinky dink services page on it. And I had a blog, which is when I started to write. um, And I had my resume on the site. And if you asked me then what the purpose of it was, it was a personal branding tool to develop my own career but then it was also like a little side hustle because I had the services thing there and a lot of my clientele came from referrals people passing me on and though I didn't really know you know what I was doing or how to charge my worth at that time I was at least smart enough to get testimonials on my LinkedIn so my LinkedIn has like 30 public recommendations on it for people who took the time to craft two and three paragraph statements about what I've done for them. So that aided in me maintaining that business and that actually led to the business that I have today because an entrepreneur found me on LinkedIn by way of a connection her son went to my university though I didn't know him. So she saw my profile, saw my recommendations and she wanted to hire me to write her LinkedIn profile content, but caveat was, you know, I'm not looking for a job, I'm looking to brand this to get customers. So I continued to do research on, you know, the right language and the right selling points, and I was able to do her profile. She was overly thrilled with it. So she hired me to write her website content, to write her bio, and she passed me along to her entrepreneurial friends, which is where my entrepreneurial bug came from, and also how I knew that was the demographic I wanted to work with, because I I just love their tenacity and their willingness to try new things and take risks, even if they weren't fully comfortable with them when it came to growing and building their businesses.
0: Excellent. So your passion is what brought you here. You know, you were just helping people out, and it resonated so much that it actually attracted your first, you know, big-time client as opposed to just a side hustle. So would you say entrepreneurship found you?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think entrepreneurship found me. I think it was one of those things where if you would have asked me then, what I wanted to do, I would have told you I wanted to build, be an executive in HR, I wanted to work in banking, but I, I definitely allowed like, passion to kind of guide me and fuel me um, as I tried to figure out what that looked like.
0: Excellent. So as a brand strategist, what are some tips that you can give entrepreneurs on how to build a strong brand?
1: So a couple tips that I would give is first, um, getting clarity on what you actually want that brand to be. I think so many times we just jump out there and we say, oh, I want to do graphic design, for example, and we just throw that out there. But we don't actually get clarity on what kind of graphic designer do we want to be? Are we the designer that makes you know, party flyers, conference flyers? Are we the one that makes the press kits? Like, Are we the designer that really wants to talk about the in-depth branding and build your mood board? And I think getting clarity on what you actually want that brand to be up front helps to eliminate a lot of the stuff that you deal with later on. So gain clarity on, questions like who am I first of all right like what Mm -hmm. do I stand for Um, what do I want to do what kind of clients do I want to work with what kind of impact do I want to have how do I want to make people feel when they engage with me Um, taking time to not skip over those questions I know that all kind of sounds fluffy in nature but those are the things that you end up revisiting later on because the more experience you get the more you start to learn more about yourself but i don't think it's wise to just kind of jump out there without getting that clarity um and then the next piece too is going deep into what kind of customer you want right are you the graphic designer that works with service-based business owners are you the one that works with the product-based business owners do you work with nonprofits? um are you an event specialist right like kind of thinking about Who's that ideal client? Because all of that has direct impact on the remainder of your business strategy. It has impact on what social networks you use, the language you use, the colors you use, the events you choose to go to. All of that has a huge role in it. And they even can to get into the pretty stuff. And sometimes that may mean investing in tools or coaching or whatever it is to get to gain a clarity. But I promise you that that's money well spent as opposed to like the money you do have, you probably just. Th- Blew it on the logo and the website and because you didn't have clarity six months later now you have to rebrand and get a new website and get a new
0: logo mm-hmm. i'm glad that you mentioned that because that's a lot of that's a lot of things that entrepreneurs go through especially myself um i went through that issue early on in my entrepreneurship journey you know you have to basically find your niche market you can't just you know service an entire realm of potential clients and customers you know you have to like really pinpoint who are you going to serve i'm glad that you said that because a lot of entrepreneurs really do overlook that
1: yeah yeah absolutely and that's where the source of a lot of your confusion comes from and a lot of that overwhelms them when you say things like oh i posted this on Instagram, and I didn't get any engagement any sales, and my first question is, well, how do you know your customers are on Instagram? And if they are on Instagram, did you post at a time when they actually are on there? Did you use a graphic that you know your customers' eyes would divert to? Are you using the right language where they understand what you're talking about and not just sound like an expert? Um, you know, what the activity that I do with my my clients in a program I have called Bombshell Brand Society is, I have them write a background report on their customers, So you know, find someone's photo on the internet and write, you know, give them a name and kind of give them a backstory. Like, tell me what they do for a living. What's their what's their daily routine? Like, what shows are they watching? How do the way do they shop? Because we really need to get firm understanding on. What influences your customer's purchasing decisions? What becomes that catalyst for change when that person decides they don't want status quo anymore and they are ready to, to, to buy whatever you have? And this is really pivotal for service-based business owners because we're essentially helping people make some kind of change. If you're a financial coach, you're helping them make a change with their money, right, with their spending habits. If you're a business coach, you're helping them grow their business. Like, they have to now have something that that encourages them to be tired of the status quo and change. What's that catalyst? And does your customer already understand the value of what you have to offer or do you need to now guide them on that journey? And that journey is known as a sales funnel. But it's really hard to approach all of these things if you don't know who the customer
0: is. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts or the intangibles that entrepreneurs have to have, such as integrity and things like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I always say, you know, some of the the... the foundational points of having a brand is having things that actually have nothing to do with your business. Like you mentioned, integrity, credibility, um, being reliable, being forthcoming, having strong communication, showing up when you're supposed to. Um, being and that that's what that looks like showing up you're supposed to being on time um, being early if you can't do something communicating that in a timely manner and those are the things that carry you forward and encourage people to actually take a risk on you take a chance on you people refer me for speaking engagements all the time that I am sometimes have to turn it down because they're not within my wheelhouse it's like for example someone asked me to come talk about like self-esteem and I'm like yeah, I have to talk about it, but that's not really within my wheelhouse. And, and why was I referred for that though? Because mm-hmm. the person that referred me was comfortable knowing that if I do this, I'm going to show up, I'm going to deliver, I'm going to be on time. I'm going to do everything I can to best represent them. Nobody's going to refer you if you're always late. Yeah. No one's going to refer you if you aren't forthcoming. No one's going to refer you if you've had a bad experience. And even in the internet streets, right, we feel like, oh, the internet space is just so big. Everybody's on it. Like no one's going to know or find out, but they will. Um, I had a situation where someone reached out to me to do a collaboration that I knew from, I like, kind of knew from Instagram, but I also knew that she worked with an actual friend of mine. And I reached out to this girl via email and said, Hey, what was your experience like working with so and so? You know, did you find it valuable? And she gave me the reel. And she said, Well, you know, she wasn't very forthcoming. She didn't respond to emails timely. I don't think she did a good enough job promoting the people that was involved with it, this, that, and the third. And that encouraged me to turn down an opportunity. Wow. So things can get around. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, things spread very fast. You know, uh, Warren Buffett said, you know, it takes 20 years to build a reputation, five minutes to ruin it. And, you know, we realized that we'll do things a lot differently. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's that's absolutely true. What what are some ways? So after we, you know, we, we built the brand, we got the brand strong, you know, we have integrity in it and things like that. You know, we just kind of touched on it slightly. But how do we increase that brand awareness now? You know, how do we resonate more and more? You know, not even just outside of our industry, but, you know, how do we get people to know I'm here, this is what I do, and I'm great at it? You know, how do we build our audience?
1: Yeah, it's all about showing up and showing up consistently. So once you gain clarity on who your target customer is, you know where they hang out online. So that may mean creating a Facebook group. That may mean being consistent on Instagram Live. That may mean hanging out on LinkedIn. But wherever your customer is, you want to show up. And a lot of new entrepreneurs struggle with this piece because, you know, obviously we we base our – our social media strengths on likes and comments. And when you first start off, you may not get a ton of likes and comments, but you can't let that be the dictator of if you continue or if you you move forward. Like, it takes a while to build a problem. It takes a long time, but I also want people to recognize that if you don't have a million followers, that doesn't mean you can't make any money, right? Like, I have, maybe 1,400 subscribers on YouTube, which is not a lot, but Mm -hmm. I make money from my YouTube videos every single day because I'm selling my products there, and I know exactly what product to sell on YouTube that will convert that I actually don't promote on any other social network. So those sales are coming from YouTube. And so it's a matter of the quality of the follower and the quality of the content that's going to showcase your success. So that means showing up and showing up consistently, building a content calendar for yourself so that you can really see your week or your month at, you know, an eyes view and say, today I'm going to talk about how to build your social media following. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about how to build your email list, et cetera. But really thinking about how can I create valuable content and show up consistently um, for my audience. And it's not always just promo, promo, promo. It's value, 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 promo, value, 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 Mm -hmm. promo. Right. And then also not sleeping on You know, the the in-person stuff. So going to events, conferences, investing in yourself and investing in your growth. And nine times out of ten, if you pick the right events, you're either going to be in a room with with potential clients or potential people you can collaborate with. And you want to be prepared for both. So I'm always armed with a business card or I I carry these three by five postcards for both my businesses. Sometimes I don't even have some of my cosmetics in my purse to sell. Like, I'm prepared because you just never know. And so just being ready for those opportunities.
0: So you said um so you hinted on networking a little bit. So once the entrepreneur figures all that out, you truly believe that'll make networking a lot more easier, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. And you also just um you, you commented about you you have a couple of your cosmetics in your purse to sale. Tell us about your cosmetics line. When did you start that and what was the inspiration behind starting that?
1: Yeah, my cosmetics line, Life of a Bombshell, launched in April 2017. Um, I worked on it for about a year and it was inspired. By have just a desire to have a product based business so I, I'm a service provider I consult, I coach, I yeah. teach, um, I do have products per se but they're all info products or classes and things like that so I wanted some kind of product based business but I wanted it to be something I was passionate about and that I could sell and for me that was that was makeup Like I love makeup, I spend so much money on it I'm watching makeup tutorials all the time, Like that is a, a full passion area for me so I decided to do some research on what lo- starting that looked like and it was definitely a feat <laughs> um but mm-hmm. it, it definitely it came to life and i'm very much proud of it um and i'm excited to see where it goes and it actually launching netline has created another business opportunity for my ksm group business because now i have info products on how to get into beauty i have products that teach you how to make a business plan for your beauty business how to start a beauty business you know i have you know a book in the works that's coming out soon on like just the from A to Z, how to start your cosmetics line. That's also applicable to people who are starting fashion lines and hair lines. So that's created an opportunity. And, re- and you know, one of the products I- I'm selling, you know, I sell on YouTube because I've made about ten different videos about these different topics. And that's where people who want to start beauty businesses tend to hang out. They tend to go to YouTube to find what they need. And I know why. Because if you Google this, you don't find a lot of reputable websites that tell you how to do this. It's just but but if you Googled how to start a blog, you could find tons of reputable sites. So there is a need there. So they go to YouTube to get people's firsthand experiences. So that's why I use YouTube for that and it's worked out for me. So um, that's where the beauty business came from and within five months of being in existence, you know, the the brand was featured in essence out of nowhere. I didn't pitch mm. them. I didn't reach That's out. like amazing. They found me and the girl that wrote the article is the one that I, I, I don't know her in real life, but I know she's been following me for a long time and she was comfortable putting my new brand on this list with all these other established brands because she's seen me show up consistently for years and everything that I did. So she knew that I could handle that exposure. That's another thing too. A lot of us want exposure and be shouted out but can are you actually prepared for what that looks like if you are successful and you are overwhelmed with clients and orders and all of that stuff which is a whole other conversation mm-hmm. but it just shows the importance of consistently showing up because again this person took a chance on me we had never had a conversation before
0: so what would you say was the biggest obstacle you had when you started your uh, cosmetics line
1: I think the the first obstacle was just figuring out how to get started. Because like I said, there wasn't a lot of material out there that was Quality that was on reputable sites. And I'm a research person. Like, I, I love Googling stuff, listening yeah, to podcasts. Me watch. Too. I will watch all the trainings because I, I'm thirsty for knowledge. And when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be scrappy and you have to learn how to look for answers and stop just being like, oh, somebody just come tell me everything, especially if you're not willing to pay somebody to tell you everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I've developed this skill of just like finding stuff out and I was looking and looking and I ended up having to use YouTube as well, but I I had to piece together 20 different videos to kind of get a cohesive plan. So, you know, that was the hardest part, which is identifying like my steps for getting started, what all of that need, identifying the right suppliers. And then the next piece too is like products, like really, cause products take time. Product development takes a long time if you actually care about the quality of it. So it wasn't necessarily that it was hard, but that impacts your timeline. So putting up a blog can take you a week, putting up a product based business can take you a year. And like, do you have that patience to kind of see it out and stick it through?
0: Absolutely. So, wow. So you have your, you have your branded business You have the cosmetic line, and you have the summit. Let's talk about the summit, the Hustle Her Way Summit. Um, How did that come about?
1: The Hustle Her Way Summit... Came about out of nowhere, literally. This will be the third year of the summit. It's June eighth through tenth here in Pittsburgh. And when I hosted the first one in two thousand sixteen, it was just out of. I was actually out of fear. So I wanted to do an in-person event, but I was really afraid that no one would come, and no one would show up. And so I told myself, well, you know, this is something that you're afraid of. But if it works, it could be of of extreme benefit to people. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go bigger than work. So let's do a summit. But I intentionally used the word summit because it was meant to be smaller than a conference. So I was aiming for 50 people, you know, half day workshops, whatever, put out a conference speakers, what have you. And I planned it within four to five months and it kind of blew up and took off because it was like one of the first in its kind in the region where it's, you know, majority black women speakers, entrepreneurs, both in in Pittsburgh, out of Pittsburgh. Uh, People started to reach out about sponsoring, you know, an incubator reached out about me hosting at their venue instead of the venue I had, which then opened up more seating and more tickets. And it just blew up beyond my imagination. And people had, you know, so many compliments like, you know, hey, you know, this is better than conferences. I've paid thousands of dollars to go to a, this was life-changing event. And it was interesting too, because I kind of expected it to be, Mostly young people, you know, millennial, black people, and we had young, old, you know, white, black, Hispanic, like a little yeah. bit of everybody. And I noticed that, um, you know, the goal that I actually had was accomplished, which was bring career career women and entrepreneurial women together because I felt like events is always one or the other and for most people, you're in both demographics. You're in both groups. Not everybody wants to be a full-time entrepreneur and not everybody wants to be a side hustler forever. So I think there's something to learn from both groups. And so i curated intentional workshops that would be applicable to both groups. So we did like a panel on entrepreneurship, but the rest of the classes were on things like global travel and finance and all of that's a personal branding. that's applicable to both groups, things like that. So People were asking about a year or two, and I decided to do a year two. And it was never in a plan, but I did it. And so that was bigger and better than ever. And now we're on year three, which is again bigger than better than ever. But fortunately, I started way earlier with planning. So this year, it's a three day extravaganza. It's a kickoff networking event on a Friday night. So people that are traveling from out of town or coming by themselves can make new friends. In a casual environment over cocktails, and that really impacts the atmosphere on Saturday because it's no longer, you know, stuffy and you're kind of nervous because you don't know anybody. Uh-huh. Right? Like you made friends the night before, um, and then we're doing a brunch on Sunday. That's meant to be an action brunch where you get a binder or a workbook with actionable worksheets that you can now use to craft a plan based on what you've learned on Saturday, so that that combats that feeling of leaving the conference really not inspired with a bunch of notes but not knowing where to start.
0: Your motto is uh, feel the fear and do it anyway. And yes. it's, it's great that you followed your own advice because you were afraid that if you put on this event, no one was going to show up, you know, um, but you still put it on. And the people who I, I, tr- I truly believe the people who show up are the people who are supposed to be there. And you put this event on and now three years later, you know, it's, it's still growing. It's still blessing and helping out so many women. You know that can progress in their careers and in their businesses. You know what? What are some tips that you can give not just women but people in general when it comes to networking? Because networking is so, is such a scary word for so many uh-huh. people. You know, so many introverts, things like that. What are some tips you can give people that can help them with their networking a lot better?
1: Yeah, I think the first the main, the first major tip is be intentional about the events you're going to. And the benefit of actually being entrepreneurial is you know, you know, like I said before, you're going to be in a room with either prospective clients or prospective partners. So unlike, you know, networking when you were in college, you didn't really know what you were asking for or what you were doing. Like now, you know, you're going to get a client or a collab, like right. that's what, or funding, right? Like you're, you're looking for one of those three things. So it helps to actually guide the conversations you're about to have because, you know, if I meet someone that's a prospective client, Right, like if I go to a, I'll I'll do this. I'll go to workshops for beginner, beginner entrepreneurs all the time. Not because I'm trying to learn anything, but because I want to see who's in the space and I have really targeted discussions before and after. Like, oh, I see you're here. Like, what kind of business are you looking to start, or have you already gotten out there and had troubles? And I listen to them and I ask questions and I listen to them and then at the end, like I say, well, hey, like I. I do X, Y, and Z, and, you know, here's my car, you know, I do consultations if you're interested, blah, 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 but I'm very intentional with where I'm going in the discussions that I have, and so people that are shy, I actually have a couple blogs on this on how to conquer networking if you're a shy person or an introvert, but I always say have back pocket questions, questions that you can ask anyone anytime that you can use as an icebreaker or if there's a lull in the conversation, kind of have those things, you know, questions like, you know, what brought you here, how are you affiliated with the host, you know, are you new to the city? In Pittsburgh, there's a lot of transplants here. So that's a really good one. Ask like, are you new? Where are you from? Or where'd you grow up here? You know, just really showing that genuine interest. And then I always say, too, practice your exit. So in case you're in, you're engaging with someone that talks way too much, how do you wrap them up and kind of practicing those things are great. Um, one tip for boosting confidence at events is, is really look your best. Um, wear, wear your favorite shirt, your favorite tie, your favorite pair of heels, your favorite lipstick, whatever. Um looking good literally makes you feel good. Like it has a psychological impact on how you carry yourself. So if you're worried about something not fitting right or your pants are not hemmed the right way, like you just want to show in your body language and how you communicate. Um, so that's really important. Be prepared with your cards. You know, like I I carry sometimes lipsticks in my purse and I'll bring my square reader to pay people who pay me right then and there. I also have an app on my phone to like book consultations too. Like I'm prepared for all of that stuff in person, on site. Um, so those are the things that I recommend for people who are looking to get into networking but don't really know where to start.
0: Okay, great. So the the KSM group, Life of a Bombshell, Hustle Her Way Summit, all of your brands and businesses are growing and they are successful. Where do you see your brands going in the next three to five to ten years?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question, and I, my, my long-term plans continue to change each year as I'm able to yeah. really work towards certain things, but, I mean, ultimately, I want to have an impact. Ultimately, I want to help as many women as I can, you know, just unpack their brilliance and share it with the world and so that for me on a tangible level looks like obviously increasing my client roster but kind of doing so in a different manner because i really think there's power and bringing people together intentionally so you know long term i want to be able to incorporate my summit and kind of take it you know across the country international maybe making it smaller in nature to you know create good environments to kind of teach people in those kind of settings It also means publishing more books and really continuing to create more high-value content um for my audience
0: what motivates you to do all of that you know what what's the motivation behind this mission
1: it's it's so passion driven I, I don't I can't really explain like why my passion is around helping people but it's always been that and that's why my career started in HR um when I was in college I thought I was going to be like a financial analyst or whatever but number crunching never really gave me life but I loved giving advice to people when it came to their career stuff. Like, that's I, so why I did it for free for so many years when it came to the resume and LinkedIn and how the network kind to of do this. And, like, you know, I wasn't getting anything from it, you know, besides the joy of when people would come back and say I got the job or I got the internship and how that made me feel is so indescribable. And, like, now it's the same thing when my clients get their first sale, when they have their first speaking engagement, when their site finally launches. Like, that that joy that they have when previously something was holding them back. And now i help helped them overcome that. You know, when I do speaking engagements, when I see people see the look in their eyes and they start to understand and see possibility, like that drives me And that intangible in reward is like what keeps me going.
0: That's beautiful. So how can we get in contact with you and all of your businesses?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find my coaching services, my books, my classes and my blog at this is her dot com. Um, my social media handles. I'm at Kashira on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, and then I have a cos- my cosmetics line is life dot com. And it's life of a bombshell on Instagram and on Facebook.
0: OK. And are there any last words you like to give all of the aspiring entrepreneurs out there listening?
1: So my last words is literally my motto, which is feel the fear, do it anyway, whatever it is you've been thinking about doing, or you've been toying with the idea of, or, you know, the notes you have in your phone, whatever that looks like, I really want you to to make today the day that you decide, you decide to move forward, like, whatever is holding you back, like, Push past it, and I promise you that the reward of that is going to be exponential.
0: Feel the fear and do it anyway. You will enjoy the reward.
1: Absolutely.
0: To all of the aspiring entrepreneurs out there, let's continue to work, let's continue to imagine reality, and let's make it happen. You have a great day. I'll talk to you next week.